um, came. I think Tony and actually these prophetic people, eh, they're always picking up um, the stuff that's going on. That's why Tony was going to pray that pray for me. And then she go, the Holy Spirit go, it's not him. So she, uh, she didn't know exactly who it was, but she began to change her prayer to say that whoever is delivering the word this morning, she's going to pray that God would give that person grace. So you are right on, uh, Tonya. So I'm just going to hand it over to Kim and she's going to uh, share the word that the Lord put on her heart this morning with you guys. Okay. Good morning, everyone, brothers and sisters in Christ. I just want to say thank you for your support, as uh, Pastor was saying, for being here and just, you know, going the journey, the distance with us. Thank you for that. And um, as I go into the word this morning, I just want to say, I just want to say a quick prayer. Father Jesus, Jesus, I thank you, O God, for this morning. I thank you, O God, for wisdom. I thank you for understanding. I thank you, O God, for utterance. I pray, O oh God, that you may go before me, O oh God, as I deliver your word to your people, O oh God. Let it be none of me, O oh God, and all of you. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. So the word that I'll be delivering today is allowing the Lord to break the limitation of your mind and even of your physical body. And uh, the scripture verse that I want to take a look at, the first one, it will be taken from Romans 12, verse 2. And it reads thus, And be not conformed to this world, but be he transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here we're looking at the word even conform, which is even a form of limitation. What does it mean to conform yourself to something, to restrict yourself to something, right? So the Lord is saying here, do not conform to this world, but by the renewing of your mind, this is how you can get your breakthrough. And um, also, um, the word limitation, it's, it, as you can see, the word within itself speaks of the kingdom that it's of. It's, it speaks of restriction. It speaks of barriers and boundaries. And you can tell that it's a part of the fallen world. And the Lord is telling us in the word, he always encourages us when you read the Bible. It talks about, you know, if you walk in the spirit, that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And if you set your mind on the things above, that, you know, you will walk in the spirit. And that's what it's all about, you know, to come out of the flesh and to come out of this limited limitation that's being put upon us as children of God. He's saying in order to break free of that, you have to set your affection on the things above. Think about the spiritual kingdom. Think about the kingdom that we are from and just focus on that. And when we get to understand uh, who we really are in the spirit, that we're not just a physical body, but we are a spirit. We are spirit beings that live and reside in a body. And we have this, this vessel here that takes around the spirit, who we really are on the inside. So even the body within itself that takes us around, it's limited in what it can do. So when we allow expression the spirit to express through us that's when all the limitation has been taken off and that's what the word teaches us to walk in the spirit at all times so we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh and just to break free of this system and everything that comes with it the packages that comes with it 
And um, I, before I get into the word and the, the two scriptures that I will be sharing, well, the two uh, records that I'll be sharing from the Bible, I just want to go ahead and share a quick testimony about just the limitation and how, you know, sometimes we just limit ourselves. And if we can just go back to what the word has to say to us, we will see that, you know, that it's, it's truly endless what we can do when we're totally in the spirit and walking in the spirit. So the other day I was um, washing dry and I was here. So we were in the bath and then the tub was up to like half, half point. And then I saw her after we were finished and she was just playing around in the bubbles. She started to step really high. She stepped back and forth really high. And I'm like, okay, what is she doing? But I didn't say anything and she kept doing it. Then I said, okay, what are you doing? And then she said, you know, the other day when Dada said to me, go read your Bible, what I was reading about was um, Peter and how Peter walked on water. And when the Lord called him out, he walked on water. So if it's said in the Bible, and I know that God is the same yesterday and today, why, why can't I walk on water? Because he said it in the word, so I should be able to do it. And then it, it, it just took me aback and I'm like, oh my God, the faith, right? When you take off all the, 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 the borders off the mind and you just believe, and this is it, you believe like a child. Because even in the Bible, it says, unless you, you start to think and become as a little child, then you can't even enter into the kingdom of God. And then I start to realize some of the things that the word is saying, because she was taking the word like literally, which we should all be doing anyway, but she took it literally. And she said, if Peter could do it, I can do it too, because God said it and I'm going to do it. And no matter how many times she stepped, maybe if it was in maybe the sea or the river, the ocean, who knows, maybe that child would have walked because her faith, it was up to that level to say, I can do this too, because Jesus said it. And I just wanted to share that just to encourage your faith a little bit as I dive into the word this morning. So the two Bible records that I'll be talking about, it's going to be two that I'm going to be touching on having to do with um, just mere man limitation. And it's not to uh, criticize, but it's to, you know, just to bring, to bring light, to shed light just so we can understand and we won't make the same mistakes because that's what the word is about right so we can learn from even their mistakes and we can be encouraged from what the men that have gone on before us to learn from everything that they they have done right so that's what the scriptures are about so this scripture this morning the first one will be taken from second kings 13 and i'll be reading from 14 to 19 so if we can just go there and I'll wait for you just to find that scripture. And I'll be reading. Okay. So here it says, 2 Kings again, verse 13, 14 to 19. Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, 
open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of the deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in if, af, sorry, Afik, till thou hast consumed them. And he said, take the arrow. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed, meaning he stopped. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, thou should have, thou shouldest have smitten five or six times than thou hast smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Okay, so we're going to go through this uh, passage of scripture here for a little bit. Just a little background on Joash. Joash was the eighth king of, uh, of Judah. And he wasn't really a man that walked upright before the Lord. They, he did do evil. And um, with uh, Elisha, Elisha uh, saved Israel from military threats on more than one occasion, while at the same time just helping with the compassion and the hurting and the broken in his society. So Elisha was a prophet. And he was also one of the ones, I would say, just like uh, in nowadays, how we would have the government and they would have their cabinets and they would counsel with their cabinets and so forth. That's what Elisha would do back then. He, would, he was a prophet that would counsel with the kings to give them directions and so forth. Like whenever they wanted to know if they should go up and fight and so forth, they, he would direct them, direct them in, in that capacity. So now, in the first chapter we're looking at here it says that joash that he cried over elisha's face like why was he weeping the reason that uh joash was weeping it was not only because that yes elisha was dying but he was also looking at what he'll be losing too right because he'll be saying okay now who is going to stand in the cap who is going to direct me right and all these things so to me, it's saying that he was even a little bit short-sighted about uh, it being just a personal thing. Uh, and then how I could tell that, because when we read on a little bit more here to show you that Joash was short-sighted, because it says here, if you read the account, it says, and Joash, king of Israel, came unto him and wept over his face and, and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. This was King Joash who was saying this. And if you can remember back to the story to uh, when Elisha was taken up, the story when Elisha was taken up and he said, if you could see me Elijah. to Elisha, if you could see me when I'm taken up in the whirlwind, then the mantle of the Lord, it will fall upon you. And then here, Joash not having any any uh, remembrance of what was done, even what was said here. So let me take you back to that account just for a quick second, just to point reference. Uh, you can turn to 2 Kings 2, and we'll just read quickly 12 and 13. And this year was when Elisha was taken and Elisha saw it. 
So verse 12, it says, Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and his horsemen. And he no longer saw Elijah. Then he took hold of the of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. And he did that in brief. He picked up the mantle of Elijah and fell off, that fell off him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. So here it's just a cross reference. It was the same exact word, word for word, that was said at that time. So this is telling me that the mantle that was upon Elisha, it was there. It was brewing in the atmosphere to land upon somebody else, just so they could uh, take the mantle on to the next level, to the next person. Somebody else will be anointed with that particular anointing. But the king, it couldn't rest upon him because the heart condition, the heart wasn't right. And he wasn't even perceiving to even tap into that kind of anointing. So he limit God in that area. So he only received what he received in at that moment because his art wasn't right. And the, the, the anointing or the mantle can only sit upon you when your heart is in a condition of righteousness, just when it's it's just right with God. And I also want to um to go on here to to say, and it even said that Elisha died, and it's like the minute when the king started to cry, the emotion, the everything there that that pulls on the heart of God, like he came back, and he was able to to do what he wanted to do, but the vessel was just not right to receive. So anyway, to uh, carry on with the rest of it, he said, um, and he said to the king of Israel, put thine hand upon the bow and put thy hand upon it. And Elisha put his hand upon the king's hand. So he, uh, Elisha had asked the king, this is verse 16 that I'm looking at, had asked the king to grab what he had, which was the bow and arrow. So he told him to hold it and to open the window eastward and to shoot. And he rests his hand upon his hand. But at the same time, the Lord is always gonna ask you, what's in your hand? What can you use? So sometimes you have to look around you to see what is there. Because sometimes, you know, as children of God, we just go around saying, I have nothing, I have nothing. But the Lord has put inside of you every single thing that you need to make you successful. Because if you look, since years ago when the Lord had created this world, this earth, there's nothing new that he has put inside of it. When he created man and he created the, the earth, everything that would need, the oil, the resources, everything he had put at that time of creation, nothing new was ever made. So sometimes when we're just going around looking for the new thing, the next new thing, how about praying to God and just look within versus looking without all the time? What do you have in your hands that you can use? God wants to bless what you have in your hand instead of looking outward all the time. So anyway, Elisha put his hand upon King Joash's hand and he told him to shoot. And now you can say that he didn't really receive the victory over the Syrians because he only shot thrice. 
And that's when uh, Elisha was very angry with him. And he said, why didn't you keep shooting? Because when you keep shooting, that's when you, you would have gotten the victory over the Syrians. And you would say, you know what? In fairness, he didn't know. So that's why he shot thrice. Nobody said to him, okay, the shooting of the arrow meant this is what it would be. I would have the victory if I shot more than three. But yes, he did. He did have that knowledge, but because of his short-sightedness. So if we go back to the verse here, let me tell you here, it's uh, verse 17. And he said, open the window eastward, and he opened it. And Elisha said, shoot, and he did shoot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, here it is, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for thou has smite the Syrians in effect till till thou have consumed them so it's like Elijah had told him that this is what it was about it was the deliverance because when you shoot a bow and arrow it's for war it's it's symbolizing something and he knew at that time because Elijah told him what it symbolized but with the short-sightedness he only uh shot uh or smit the ground three times so you know this is what it's saying so with everything there will, will always be an instruction and when there's an instruction you just wait to see okay what is the lord saying here you know you tap into because we have spiritual understanding so just tap into that to see what the lord is really saying and don't just rush off and do things but to really think about it and to do it in the prescribed way that it was given because if we don't that's when we will see when we will fall short so just always you know just be mindful of things like that and um the other thing here with elisha so after the syrians of uh, uh came i didn't read that part but i'm just gonna elaborate just a little bit more when the syrians came and elisha had passed on and even his dead body when you know they came and they were in a rush running and then another body uh, that was dead fell on Elisha's body. That body came alive because he died with his anointing. So there was still so much power in that dead body that was not released to the next generation. Like even I, I started to think about it, even the sons of the prophets, where were they at this time when Elisha, because everybody knew Elisha, everybody knew they had understanding, you know, of the time of the season, the sons of the prophets. So why weren't they around at that time to receive that mantle for it to fall upon them? So this is the thing. When we're supposed to be very close to the man of God, people, because of whatever it is, you know, because of whatever they might see in themselves, they would stay away. But this is the time that you should stick close to God. When, you know, when the light is shining, don't go into darkness. You stick close to that light. Let that light transform you and do whatever it wants to do in you. Do not run away from it. Because if the sons of the prophets were in the place that they needed to be at that particular time, that generation would have not been lost because that man of God died with that anointing. He died with that mantle that was upon him. It, enough power to raise the dead and we weren't we were nowhere around so this is what the, the even the word is saying there you stick close to the anointing you glean from that anointing and you power up yourself 
to overcome, to break off the limitations that are on you in this season. You can overcome because the, 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 the power that lives in Jesus Christ, it resides in you. That dunamis power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, it resides in us, people of God, this morning. So rise up and let us be the people that the Lord has called us to be this morning. And then just to go on also. So that was just the account, that one account there about um, Elisha and even the directions. Like the, the man of God will always give directions. And then this is why we trust the Lord with all our hearts. That scripture is taken from Proverbs 3. And let's just go there this morning because I wasn't going to, but I think that we need to just read that scripture this morning. So Proverbs 3. Okay, Proverbs 3 and verse 6. It says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So trust in the Lord, and with everything, he will direct your path. This is how you break off the mind, break off the limitation of the mind, of the body. You just trust in the Lord with everything that's within you, and you just keep moving forward with him. And then there's even, let me see here, uh, questions, but I think I will go back after. So the second account that I wanna talk about is um, Elisha again with the widow and with the oil. And that will be taken from 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. Okay, so I will be reading. Uh, 2 Kings 4, verse 1 to 7. And instead of reading the whole scripture, I will just read and, the, and then just elaborate as I go along. It said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditors is come to take unto him my two sons to be a bondsman. In reading this, I can see that this woman here, and it says just a certain woman and, and who she was, that she was the wife of one of the sons of the prophet. So this woman, she understand a few things. She understood a few things here. Uh, I'm saying, why wouldn't she think, you could say, why wouldn't she think to go, you know, maybe borrow money, get money from the bank, whatever, but no. She went to Elisha, the man of God, and she said, my husband that has served in the church, he has served you. And I know that there is a bank account up in heaven. And because he served, there is an account in heaven that now I need to withdraw from. She understood spiritual things. This was just not any normal woman. She understood spiritual things. She said, my husband served, and I know that God is a faithful God. He's not slack concerning his promises. So now I'm here. The creditors are upon me, and I need what is rightfully mine because my husband served in this church. And I know God says, come boldly before the throne of grace. And I'm here now to make that spiritual withdrawal from that bank account that my husband had uh has deposited so she understood a few things i would say 
right? So now Elisha said unto her, and this is verse two, and Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Like in all that she has spoken, I would think Elisha would have understood what her request was. But you need sometimes to open your mouth and let your requests be known. The Lord knows what's on your mind. He knows what's in your heart. But you have to open your mouth and speak out what it is. You have to open your mouth and declare what his word has said. So this is why now the man of God is asking, what is it that you need? What can I do for you? Tell me, he said, what has, and then now, he asked her, this is the directional point. He asked, what do you have in your house? And she said, thine handmaid has not anything in the house save a pot of oil. So before we go to the grocery store as women, we normally look around the house and we normally say, okay, this is what I'm needing. This is what I'm lacking and you will write it down. So here you can tell that she made a mental note of what she had. So she knew that she left there, her house this morning and on there, it was just, maybe they cooked their last meal, I don't know. But she knew that she has a pot of oil, maybe on the stove, wherever it was. But she says, that's all I have in my house right so you have to be aware of your surrounding what do you have what can you use what can the lord use to increase you right so now this is the directional point and then elisha said to her and i'm looking at verse three then he said go and borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors even empty vessels borrow not a few and then this is the downfall here this is the limitation and he specifically said to her, borrow not a few. And from your neighbors, from, and then let me see here. Yeah, from far and wide. So he's saying borrow as much vessels as you can get, right? So let me just keep reading. So verse four, and now thou art come in, thou should shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Verse five, so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son bring me yet a vessel so she's saying hurry bring me more because the oil is still coming and he and he said unto her there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed so here you can see as much vessels as she had the oil would have kept coming it would have kept coming and here the man of god he was very specific when he said to her borrow not a few which meant as long as she was pouring into the vessels the oil would have kept coming the oil stayed when she ran out of vessels and she was even saying to the son bring me more bring me more and he said, "There's there." They were saying to her, "There's no more. This is as much as you got, right?" So she was limited here in getting the vessels, right? So here, what even what when I was reading the scripture, what I was feeling in my spirit is that the Lord wanted to not just pay her bills for that moment there. He wanted to create a legacy for her, for her family to even live on, for her sons, for the generations to come. But because she was limited, and sometimes we have this thing where we talk about, okay, prosperity gospel and so forth. But sometimes when the Lord wants to set you up just so you wouldn't come into that bondage, that 
financial bondage again, but because our minds are so limited, we'll say, you know what? This is enough just to pay the bills and no more. That's enough. That's not good enough because we can't have impact. We can't change generations with just enough. We need the abundance. We need the overflow Amen. of what God has to give us. We need it all. So don't sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to be humble and just, you know, take this much. Humility, that's not humility at all. That is not humility. That is false humility, if you ask me. When God wants to open up the heavens and pour out on you, and you're saying, no, God, I'll just take this much. God help us. Let me just continue to read the last scripture here. So the oil state, that's in verse six. So in verse seven, then it says, then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay the debt and live though and thou and thy children off the rest. So here he could see that he instructed her, you know, go pay the debts and live off the rest. So this is what the Lord was trying to do to set her up, to set her generations up, you know, to live because he said to live off the rest. Who knows what was left over? I would think not much at all because of the vessels when she was crying for more, right? Just the limitation there. And I just want to encourage us, you know what? Just break off the limitations of our minds. Just break it off. People of God, break off the limitations. And how we break off the limitations, you're asking? Let me just go here. And it says, the question is, how do we break free of this? And then I would encourage you with prayer and with fasting. That's even a way in which it will help you to break that. Because in prayer, you will you will develop that relationship with God. You will get to have fellowship with God and he will speak things into you. You'll get to understand who you are in him and understand that you don't need to settle because you are a kingdom, a kingdom financier. You're a child of the, the most high. And everything that God owns, in the word it says that he owns cattle on a thousand hill. So therefore, my father, he's a millionaire. So why am I, as a child of God, walking in lack? So when we start praying and we start to understand the character of God and to start to understand who we are in him and what we possess as years and joint tears with him, and you know, there is so many, like Andrade Pastor like to say, there's so many unclaimed blessings and he's always going after the more because there's so many finances, there's so many uh, bl blessings of even health and so many other things that we're not claiming because I don't know, maybe we're thinking, you know, we're not worthy or to take on false humility to say that, you know what? I'm serving God in my pain. This is what he wants for me to do, to serve him in this agony, to serve him in the lack. He didn't call us to do that. He went to the cross just so we can live in abundance, so we can walk in health, so we can walk in freedom in the mind and in the body. And then what do we do with this? When we understand, we, we, we are not now sus subscribing to society and even the pharmacia to, to subscribe to the drugs and everything that even make us more sick, even make us more broken. And then we even go and to, um, to counsel with even the people that are not even people of God. So they will give us their mindsets and to take on 
everything that the Lord wants us to break free of. They put those limitations on our mind. They label us and just say, you know what? Don't worry, you act this way because what? You're ADD, you're this, you're that, and all those different labels that they would want to label us and label our children. And then we put them in a corner and said, you know what? Take this drug, take this labeling, and you sit there. And then now they're dumbed down, their spiritual eyes, they're blinded in the spirit because of all these things that we're infesting, that we're taking in. And the Lord is saying, no, cleanse yourself of all these things. Come up higher, come up to this realm, come up to this spiritual realm wherein which I want to show you all. Break free of all the things that you're subscribing to, the devil and his devices. Break free of all those things so I could show you the more, so I could show you how to walk in health, to walk in strength and to walk in righteousness. We need to break free of all those things that the world is putting upon us. And we're just sitting and just taking everything. We're just sitting like we don't know who we are, walking around like we're lost, being tossed to and fro with every doctrine that comes from who knows who or who knows where. And the Lord is saying, seek me, sit at my feet, learn from me. Let me teach you by the Holy Spirit who you are. Let me pour out in you. Let me break you free from all this system and all that it has in it. People of God, we need to subscribe to what the word is saying. Elevate his word above any single fact that the, the, the doctors or whomever might be telling us. That's not who you are. We are not this body. We are spiritual people. And we need to get our medicine. We need to get everything from the word of God. We need to plug into that system and just lay everything else aside. Let us find out who we are. Let us get into this word and really find out who we are. Because unless we understand who we are, you will not walk as such. Your father could be the governor could be the king of kings. But unless you elevate yourself and you understand who you are, you will not walk in that level of authority. You cannot decree what you don't know to decree. You cannot declare over your children. You cannot break off these limitations unless you understand yourself how to. And you know how to when you know who you are in God. And then the other thing is, so that was prayer. And then the other thing is the fasting part of it. And what fasting does, it allows you to take charge of your thoughts and not to be a slave of them anymore. When you fast, you put the body and everything that's related to this body, you put it under so that you can, so your spirit man can take the authority over the flesh. And we are no longer slaves because the, now when the flesh is weak, that's when the spirit man is alive. He is alive in Christ. And then if you find, even when you're fasting, you can find that you have more spiritual energy to do what you need to do. So those are the two things. When you walk it, when you, you take on the life of prayer and fasting, it will allow you to break off the limitations that this world wants to put on you. Because we need to understand that we are sojourners through this earth. We weren't put here to confirm, form, and to be a part of. We weren't made to fit in and to conform. We were made to be extraordinary, to break out of this box. Because everywhere Jesus Christ went when he was on the earth, 
he was the one influencing. He was the one leading. You never see Jesus sit in a crowd wherein which he wasn't the teacher. You, you, you didn't see him sitting on the Pharisees teaching him anything. He didn't want anything to do with them and their doctrine, but he came to influence because he brought another kingdom. And that's the kingdom we should strive to be a part of, not to fit in and to be a part of this system here, to conform so we will be liked by the people around us, that we will get approval from them. We don't need approval from anyone. Amen. Once you have the backing of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that resides in you, that's all you need. Friends will come and friends will go. Even sometimes our families, they will come, but they do have a place. They have a place. Not first place. Your first place is the horizontal. You and Jesus make sure that alignment is correct that vertical alignment and then everything else it will fall in place but you make sure that jesus is your attention and your focus you put him center stage in your hearts and then you will see and let me tell you something the lord knows when you're ready to do business with him you cannot fake this one Amen. you cannot and until you're dead, that's when the anointing will come upon you. The anointing doesn't come upon lively stones that has opinion, that has wills, that has dreams. The anointed come upon dead people that says, here I am, Lord, I have nothing and I am nothing without you. And I understand that everything that is within me it's all because of you and your grace is why i'm sitting here and why i can speak the way that i speak because you embolden me because you have given me what i need and in the word here he has already commissioned us to go out into the world to teach to preach to baptize so whatever you're sitting there waiting for he already gave you the go ahead he already gave you the green light so go ahead and do that. You go ahead and you conquer. You go ahead and you make disciples of the nation because this is what he has commissioned us to do, to be the light, to be the salt of the earth, not to be followers or try to fit in and to conform. We weren't called to that. And we need to understand who we are and to walk and to rise up as such because we are children of the Most High. Break off all the limitation. Break off the conformity. Break off all the labelings. Break off everything that this world is trying to put on you. Break it off. Come up a little bit higher. Come up a little bit higher. Pray, press in until you feel something, until you see the breaking, until you see that you start to look different, until you see you start to speak different, until the people around you, they're like, so there's something different about you. Even your features start to change because they don't recognize you. And then even some people will come up to you and they will say, you know what, you're strange. You say thank you because that's a compliment. When they're saying you don't fit in anymore and you're strange, you're acting weird because you don't fit in, you're no longer like them. So you should look weird, you should look strange. When people are not saying these things, that's when you need to go and check yourself because something is off, because you're like them. So there's nothing different. 
and they can't see that difference. There's nothing in you that's pulling them up. There's nothing in you that's making them uncomfortable. If everybody wants to hang out with you all the time and you're the calling buddy that everybody feel comfortable just run into, you go check yourself because there's something wrong with that. You go check yourself because something is off. Because when Jesus was around and he came to do business, even the, 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 the possessed people, they started to cry out. Even the people in the land, they started to cry out. What would you have to do with us? What did we do? They start crying out to the prophets when they see the prophets coming into town. What would you do? Is it for good? Is it for peace? Is it for judgment? Everybody is at ease. Everybody is running around. But now when we turn upon the scene, everybody's handing us juice. Everybody's handing us water. Oh, come on in because you're one of them. There's nothing that's making them uncomfortable, wanting to change, wanting to seek this lifestyle that the Lord speak Amen. of in this word. There's nothing in us that is saying, come up higher. Amen. We need to come up higher. Because the people outside there, when we speak to them, they need to see something different in us. They need to say, okay, whatever is in her, whatever is on her, I want that. I don't know what it is, whatever the sacrifice is, I don't know and I don't care, but I want it because it looks good. It pulls me, I feel peace. I feel, I feel different when I'm around her and whatever that is, I want it. That's what we should strive. Strive to get the more in God. Break off everything that conform, that restrict us to this world. Break it off, you know? Just get up, just get up mad and just shake it off. Said, you know what, today, devil, no more, no more. I'm taking authority over my kids. I'm taking authority over every single thing. My bank account, my finances, enough is enough. And I take control today. I break off all the limitation that has been put on me. Enough is enough. I'm going after my health. I'm going after everything that the word has to say about me. Let me tell you, people of God, if you don't contend for this, you will die and you will go to heaven. But the Lord is saying, I have died so you can walk in health, so you can walk in every single thing that this word has to say. But you can reject it and die and go home and be with him. But how about we contend for the more here? How about we contend for the power that will transform lives? How about we contend for the more, the more people? Let's not just be saying, you know what? I'm okay with this because it's not okay. It's not. When the Lord said, gather vessels, it's what you come with. If you come with a little bowl like this to receive when the Lord is pouring out, if you come with a little thing like this, you will only get enough to fill this. But when the Lord is pouring out, you need to come with tanks. You need to come with bowls. You need to come with whatever it is that you can find around you to receive the more, to receive the outpouring. Don't come with a shallow mind. Say, you know what, Jesus Christ, I need all of what you have to give me. Give me everything. Don't come, oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't come with just a smile. You come with everything. You just come with your, your hearts to receive. Just come, people, and contend for the more because it's there for the taking. And a lot of people, they're coming and they're leaving their blessings unclaimed unclaimed blessings laying all over the place there's so many healings that the lord would have wanted to give but we're saying you know what 
let me go around with this little ache and pain because what I'm paying the price. God don't want you to pay any price for him. He already paid the greatest price that anyone could pay. The greatest sacrifice by laying down his life on that cross. So we will walk in power. That we will walk in that dunamis power. And it's there for the taking. But we have to contend for it. We have to fight for it. And you know what, just in closing here, I just want to share a, a quick, another quick testimony. There was something that was going on, like I felt in my spirit. And then I was saying to Andrade, you know what, I think we need to go and check this particular place because something is going on in the spirit. I don't know what it is, but we felt that we should go. So at the same time, so when I was receiving that, Andrade grabbed the keys and said, you know what, I'm going to drive to see what's going on. You know, you stay with the kids. And then at the same time, like something rose up inside of me, which I know it was the Holy Spirit. And I said to him, you know what? No, you don't go. I'm going to go because the ministry needs you. If anything happens, at least you can take the ministry to the next level. You can rear the kids. If anything is going to happen, let it happen to me because you're needed now more than anything. That's what I was saying. And then at the, at the same time, like I was speaking more things. And then he just said to me, you know what? Go to your bed. If anything happens, you're here. You look after the kids. It's like he was saying, I don't know what came over you, but you know what? You stay. And then he went. And then when I went to my bed, it's kind of like I started to cry. And I don't know. And then the Holy Spirit was revealing to me, you know what? This is when you stepped into the next level because now you're dead and you were willing to lay down your life for what it was that you believed in. You were willing to sacrifice yourself for the ministry and for this move to move forward. Now this is when you step into another level. And then that's what the Holy Spirit was just revealing to me that, you know what? This is when and who he can start to outpour. I'm not, I'm not saying this to give myself anything, but I'm just telling you what had happened. And the Lord is saying, this is the level that I'm looking for because you were willing to do this. Here is the more. And then, you know, I was even at that point to even see what was in my heart, because unless the Holy Spirit reveals what's in your heart, you will never know it. So sometimes circumstances, it will come, it will show up just so the Lord can magnify you to shed the searchlight of heaven so you can actually see what's in your heart, to see the things that you're harboring in your heart, because you cannot see it. And then when the Lord show you these things, then that's when you come into spiritual understanding. So allow the Lord to show you what's in your heart, what it is that we're harboring that shouldn't be there just so he can take us into the next level, so he can take us into the more, right? So I just wanted to share that because I don't want to take much of the time. So I, I, I hope that I've delivered with precision what the Lord had put upon my heart to deliver, just to say, you know what? the limitation to break off the limitation he's calling us into this season because in this season that he's going to be pouring out his spirit upon all flesh because this is going to be this is end times that we're living in and the move of God when you see the enemy doing whatever he wants to do we're not even paying any attention to that but when he starts to do what he's doing then that's when the Lord will start to raise a standard and the people that are in position to receive the more they're the ones that are going to receive the more and run with this vision because we're ambassadors that's who we're called to be 
and the Lord is getting ready to pour out his spirit. So just make sure that you are you're postured right, that you're in location to receive that more. So when the Lord says, shoot that arrow, we're not just shooting one and two because of our faith and because, you know, of our, our laziness or whatever it may be. You just keep shooting until there's nothing left in that arsenal of yours. Just keep shooting, just keep shooting until there's nothing left. Even the, the container that was carrying the arrow, even that I would throw to everything. You don't stop until the Lord say, you know what? Okay, that's enough. But you go after that more. You go after that more. And I just thank you for being here. And I thank you for listening. I just want to say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this word that has gone forth. I thank you, O oh God, for opening up our spiritual eyes, O oh God, to see, O oh God, our state. And I thank you, O oh God, that even right now, as your people are under my voice and they're hearing this word, O oh God, that the limitations, O oh God, that they have put upon themselves, they're just falling off right now. They're, it's falling off right now. And their spiritual man is just rising and coming to that more. I thank you, Father, for that more. I thank you, God, for wisdom, oh God. I thank you, oh God, for transformation, oh God, for touching your people's heart. So as they come, Lord Jesus, oh God, into the more and into that, this transforming act, Lord Jesus, that you'll just take them, oh God, and make them into whatever vessel, oh God, that you'll have them be in, oh God, that you'll touch them, Lord, to go out and do, oh God, what you've called them to do, that you'll strengthen them, that you'll embolden them, Lord, that you will allow them to see the kingdom that they're of and to understand that they are a spirit that lives in a body. Break off, Lord Jesus, every single limitation that has been put upon them, whether they have put it upon themselves or others, oh God has put it upon them. I break every single limitation right now in the name of Jesus. It's falling off right now and we're coming into the more. We're coming into a renewed mind. We're coming into quick understanding. We're coming into the more. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for opening us open us up into the more and as we step lord jesus and as we make this conscious decision today to step out lord jesus oh god into uncharted territories oh god that you will be there with us oh god because you have called us lord jesus oh god to step out lord to step out and that's what we're doing father we're stepping out lord jesus we're stepping out on faith oh god and i know that you will be there to meet us lord jesus oh god at that point and i thank you lord jesus oh god for blessing your people lord as they come to hear your word that will transform them oh god and to pull them up lord jesus oh god into the spiritual realm oh god that you'll have them be in this season i thank you oh god as they go into their week as they go in oh god into their days oh god that this will be on their hearts oh god i feel this word in their spirit oh god that it will not be snuffed out it will not be taken from them lord but it will be in them lord jesus oh god and as they pull on it lord jesus they will pull strength as they go back, oh God, to even re-listen and to, to dive back into your word, oh God, that your word will become alive, oh God, to them. It will become swift. It will become sharp, oh God, and it will do exactly and precisely, oh God, what you have created it to do and to be in them. I thank you, Lord Jesus, oh God, for the boldness. I thank you, oh God, for the strength that's coming upon your people right now in the name of Jesus. Bless them, oh God, as they go into their week. Bless them, oh God, as they go into their work places and spaces, Lord. 
have your way, oh God. Go before them, Lord. Make them a blessing, oh God, to others. Put your word, oh God, in their mouths and in their bellies, that as they share, oh God, your word, there will be a quick performance, oh God, to their words. That people will be changed, people will be transformed the minute that they're connected, that seed that's within them, Lord, that you have put within them, it will become quickened. Just like you breathe breath into Adam, oh God. When they hear your word, oh God, when the people of God open their mouth to share, that seed will be germinated and spiritual life, oh God, will come forth from it. I thank you, oh God, and I bless you, oh God. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you, we thank you, oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen.